0: Hey friends, and welcome to today's episode of Get Up Girl. Thank you so much for joining us today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're in the car, going to your next destination, you're at home, maybe you got your headphones on, you doing the dishes, or folding some laundry, or hey, maybe you're just sitting on the couch enjoying a nice cup of coffee. Whatever it is, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to have a conversation with us. We are so thrilled that you're here. Today's guest is Miss Laura Smith. She is a wife. She's a mama of four. She is an author, a speaker, an encourager. And let me tell you, above all else, this woman loves the Lord. It is so evident in how she speaks. Everything that comes out of her mouth is rooted in scripture and truth and what God has done in her life. And she just beams for the lord i'm telling you i really feel like your heart will be encouraged after listening to her she's so soothing and calming and i just feel like every time i talk to her i feel like i can just breathe do you know what i mean you have those people in your life where you just know when you're in their presence you can just take a breath and it's all going to be good that's how i feel about laura and fun fact which you'll hear this in our conversation but Laura is the very first friend that I've ever talked to on the podcast that I've never met in person. And you'll hear how we got connected later on in our conversation. But let me tell you, I feel like when the day comes that we do get to meet, it is going to be like a 20-year high school reunion, y'all. We are going to be embracing, hugging, laughing, maybe even some tears, who knows. But she is just that kind of person. You talk to her and you just instantly feel connected with her. And one thing that I really walked away with after our conversation was, and, and you'll hear this throughout her story, but it's never too late to pursue that dream she had a dream of writing at a young age and the lord has clearly given her a gift of writing you'll hear us talk about all the books that she's written and she's got a new one that's about to release Um, but you know what she really didn't start pursuing that dream until she was in her 30s y'all she was married she was a mama and she was just like you know what it is time to use this gift that the lord has given me And that just so spoke to my heart, and I hope that it speaks to your heart, too, and maybe something else in her conversation, I believe it will, will speak to you as well. But I just wanted to encourage anyone who is sitting down listening today that if the Lord has given you a dream, He's spoken something to you, a promise, He's given you gifts and talents, y'all, it's never too late. Don't feel like, oh, well, gosh, just now I'm a mom, or I haven't finished school yet, or I haven't done this or that. It's never too late to pursue that. And so I just wanted to encourage y'all with that today. We're going to get into this conversation, y'all, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. And hey, if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast, because believe it or not, that actually helps people find us a little bit easier. And also share this podcast with a friend. If, If there has been a certain testimony episode or episodes that have really ministered to your heart, please share. It's what makes the world go round. That's what we're here for, right? Okay, y'all, thank you so much again for being here. Let's get in to this conversation with my friend, Laura Smith.
1: Hi, my name is Laura Smith. I am an author and a speaker. I am happily married to the man of my dreams. Together, we have four kids... Um, My husband's a professor, so we live in this adorable college town of Oxford, Ohio, which has brick-lined streets and ivy everywhere, and it's just very um, picturesque and idyllic. Um, And this is my Get Up story. Well, hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things. Marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe
0: that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl. It's time to get up. Okay, well, hi, my new friend, Laura. This is so fun. This is so fun. so uh, this is exciting because you are actually, now, I don't know when, your episode will come out because I think we're going to um, push it back a little further to um, an exciting date that we're going to talk about here in a second. But as of right now, as you and I talk, you are the first person on this podcast that I have never actually met. So, really, congratulations. Wow. I'm yes I so honored. <laughs> So just um, so people don't think we're like totally crazy, we uh, Laura and I were connected through a mutual friend who has also shared her testimony on the podcast, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. We love you. We do love you. (laughs) Um, And so Betsy has connected us and we've spoken a few times and then like here we are doing a podcast together. So that's just how the world works. I love it.
1: Yeah,
0: amazing. <laughs> and um, actually, before we started recording, you said something that I just want to echo right back to you. You had said that any friend of Betsy's is a friend of yours. And you were like, I don't even have to meet you because if you're a friend of Betsy's then I already love you and I feel 100% the same about you. So it's <laughs> just
1: that's so cool. Yeah.
0: So here we are. OK, so this is going to be really fun. Um, so, Laura, you um, you're an author, you're a mom, you're like all the things. And I want you to, you know, obviously tell more about yourself, but, um, we, we're, we're going to talk a lot today, but you have a new book coming out. Is that right?
1: I do. I'm super excited about it. Um, it's a book called restore my soul, the power and promise of 30 Psalms. And it releases July 5th,
0: July 5th, 2022. So that is, um, uh, what an like what an accomplishment! And you've written how many books total have you written actually?
1: Um, this is my eleventh.
0: Yes, you go, girl! Man, I wish I had like uh, amp music right big. now. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, congratulations on another book release. Um, I Thank know it's going to bless so many people and encourage so many hearts. And um, one thing, just in the the few conversations that you and I have had, is you're just all about Jesus. And and again, even before we hit the record button, you know, you said, we can talk about whatever as long as it points back to Jesus. You were like, we don't even have to talk about my book. Like, I just want our conversation to point back to Jesus. And I love that. Absolutely. And you, that is so evident, just even on your social media, just in talking with you, conversations like you just radiate the love of God. And um, I know that, you know, your book is your new book and the ones that you've written previously are just going to touch so many hearts. So, Thank you for just following God's direction and following the Holy spirit and saying like, Hey, here I am and use me. And he's definitely done that and he's still doing it. So thank you.
1: I'm just so, I'm so grateful that I get to tell other people about his goodness and his faithfulness and his love and his grace.
0: Yes. Yes, girl. Okay. So, um, let's just dive right in. So why don't you give us like a a little bit just about you and your family Maybe just kind of how you grew up, you know, did you grow up in church and what you knew about the Lord and and how you came to know Jesus personally?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I did grow up in the church. Um, We went to church every Sunday and went to Sunday school as a girl and um, was involved in youth group. Um, But I feel like we just we didn't talk about Jesus at all at home,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: we just kind of showed up, but like we knew we would all go to church, that was expected, and you would get dressed up, and um, we would say, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food before dinner, and right. we would pray, now I lay me down to sleep before bed, but that, mm-hmm. that was the extent of our conversations about Jesus. Um, I went to a horseback riding camp when I was in junior high school and I went for the horses and it turned out (laughs) that it was a Christian horseback riding camp, which I didn't even know. You know, I just wanted to be around the horses. And um, I had like the, um, an incredible encounter with Jesus at that horseback riding camp. Um, There was a campfire and the counselors were playing acoustic guitars and singing we were all singing worship music and um at some point they just you know somebody said hey if you if you think you want to get to know Jesus more if you feel like you have a call in your heart like um come forward and it was the craziest because I thought I knew Jesus I'd you know, been hearing about him for years at church, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about him. And, um, I was a very nerdy, awkward junior high girl with glasses and <laughs> braces and,
0: um, yes, <laughs>
1: um, I was, loved books. I mean, I'm an author, so I was always a bookworm. So I was kind of the nerdy girl. And the last thing I wanted to do was draw attention to myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like going forward. Um, but I felt this tug in my heart, like it was almost like a string pulling me up um, and I went up and I talked with a counselor, and I literally felt like this emptying of myself Aww. and this refilling of myself. Yeah. Um, and it—I mean, it's amazing. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. And and I wish I could say hung on to that. Like I hung on to that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but life can be hard. Um, high school can be hard. Uh, My dad left our family a couple of times growing up. That was certainly hard. Oh, Um, gosh. And as a result, I just didn't feel lovable, and I felt like I had to prove myself. Um, So as I went through high school, I just was definitely a performance treadmill kind of girl. Um, And then when I went off to college, um, I really, I had my Bible there with me, and I would read it at night and then I would tuck it under my pillow and I acted like it didn't really apply to me. Um, mm-hmm. like I believed that I would go to heaven one day, like that I, cause I believe Jesus was my personal Lord and savior, but I didn't understand how that applied to my daily life. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't understand it. I don't know if nobody had explained it to me or I didn't listen or if, um, the, the culture and the lies of the world and the lies of the enemy were just so loud that I I didn't hear better. Um, And I really, like I said, if anyone would have asked me, I would have told him I was a Christian, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking to Jesus. I wasn't trusting Jesus. I wasn't living like I believed in the light and the life that he offers. Um, And then after graduating from college, um, I moved to Atlanta. I got a job with a shopping mall company there doing marketing and losing for them and then I was transferred to Miami, Florida and when I was transferred to Miami, Florida my now husband, then friend from college um, gave me a call, he was living in Minneapolis at the time mm-hmm. and he's like oh my gosh it's January, it's so cold and I'm like, well, it's, you know, 85 and sunny in Miami, Florida.
0: We're living the dream <laughs> He's in like, Florida. I
1: visit I'm like, great. And he was just a friend. I was actually dating another guy at the time. Like, I didn't I didn't think anything about it. Um, but he came to visit me, and soon after I broke up with my other boyfriend, um, Brett and I fell in love, and he showed me what love really looked like. And Aww. he showed me what God's love really looked like. And, um, through, I mean, I believe so clearly that God took my husband and I, he knew we both needed to come back to him. My husband had a similar story where he had grown up in the faith, but in college he kind of set it aside. And together God used like our love for each other to show each other God's love. And then together we started going to church and started praying and um, really God used my husband's and my relationship to help us rediscover
0: um the love of our heavenly father. Oh. That's amazing. I, that truly sounds like a fairy tale. You know, it's good thing you're an author because <laughs> that sounds like something right out of a fairy tale. <laughs> it does
1: feel it feels like a fairy tale. I feel so blessed, um, you know, so blessed.
0: That's amazing. And and how long have you all been married? 27 years. <gasps> 27. Congratulations. That's incredible. Thank you. That is so incredible. Um, I love that. And I love that at such a young age, you know, I think that, um, I mean that right there, your story is proof that if anyone tries to say, you know, um, that children can't, you know, really grasp the, the love of God or the fullness of God, it's like, I mean, you were in middle school, right? You said the first time you like really experienced God's presence. And I just love that, um, you know, God can move anywhere between a, a young young child to a 99 year old adult you know he can he knows no bounds and th- something that you thought you were showing up just to pet or ride pretty horses and god was like mm-hmm, oh no sure. no <laughs> we have a different plan
1: <laughs> which and is i think the fact that he always that he's always there for us like you know i had kind of set him on the back burner um but he never gave up on me
0: right yes oh it's like that's one of I mean, I have many favorite things about God, but um, that is truly one of my favorite things about him. And is that, you know, even when we forget or even when we're not faithful or even when we're not, you know, he is and he's like, no, I've I'm still here. Like, I'm here. And He just it's just it's one of my favorite things. Um, I wanted to can I circle back to something that you mentioned in your story? And, and if you're, you know if you don't really want to go into this, this is totally fine. Um, but when you said that your dad had left your family a couple of times, um, Mm -hmm. what ages were you in, in that time period?
1: Yeah. So it's weird. I, I have a, like, I remember those specific, like three specific instances. One, I was, I was young, but I don't know how old I must have been first or second grade, maybe third grade, but I feel like it was first or second -hmm. um, is the first time I remember. And then again, in junior high, and then again, my junior year of high school.
0: Okay. So, I mean, really that pretty significant ages as far as, you know, development and, you know, just childhood development and things like that. Um, Would you mind... Uh, maybe just speaking into um, the junior high or high school age bracket, um, you know, if maybe there's young girls out there who have experienced that also in the past, or maybe you're walking through that with their families right now, um, could you just speak into that for a minute or maybe some encouragement or sure. um, something that you took away from that time?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I can now look back on it and see that every time my dad left, I felt like he was leaving me. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. good enough for him to stay. Like I wasn't lovable. Um, And I I can look back and see that at the time I wouldn't have been able to verbalize that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just knew that my dad wasn't there and thought maybe like if I got better grades, if I was, you know, captain of this or, you know, head of that, that, um, that maybe he would notice me and maybe that he would think I was worth loving um, but a couple of things. One, the truth is um, those are all lies. I'm already worth loving. Everyone is. Jesus says so. I mean, he died for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that shows how worthy we are. And, and I know we're going to kind of talk about my book on Psalms, but I think the Psalms are such a beautiful place on this. I mean, Psalm 139, 14 is so often quoted, but it says we are fearfully and wonderfully made by our creator. And Fearfully, there doesn't mean, like, in a scary way. It means awe-inspiring. So God made us awe-inspiring, and he made us wonderful. Mm. Nobody can take that from us. Yeah, A a dad who leaves can't do that. A parent who's an alcoholic. um, um, A parent who um, abuses Mm -hmm. um, mental health, um, culture, bullying. None of those can take away the fact that each and every person listening is wonderful, and inspires awe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's just fact. That's true. That's how God created us, and that's how He sees us. And nothing can tarnish that. It's kind of like a diamond, you know. You can't shatter or scratch a diamond. Like you can throw it in the mud, you can run over it with like a truck, whatever. You can't take away the beauty of a diamond. You can't. Mm. Um, you can't scratch it. And it's the same with us. Like nothing can actually take that away. We can. We can think we're muddy. We can think we're scratched, um, but that's not who we are
0: yeah Mm, and so i'd
1: encourage anyone who's listening to know that that the creator of the universe thinks you inspire all like when you walk in a room he thinks everyone should be like dang look she's here and like that they should want to like hear what you have to say because god gave you all these great ideas about things um and there's things that only you can do that god put in you like he thinks you are wonderful Mm -hmm. and and we need to cling to that when the world and our circumstances try to tell us otherwise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that was beautiful. I love it. Thank you. And I know that was kind of a little segue we went on right there, but um, I just, you know, I know that that narrative is, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking of young girls that I've met in my life um, that have walked that same road with um either their dad or, or, a a parent figure, you know, um, leaving or being absent. And, um, it, it really does. It takes a toll on the heart and, um, especially that age. And so, um, thank you for speaking into that and, and bringing encouragement. I appreciate you doing that and for just being honest and, you know, and vulnerable in that. So thank you so much. We
1: We need to shine light in the dark places.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, so uh, you and your husband, y'all got married and um, you're living this fairy tale. <laughs> and yeah. when, yes, when was it that you really, I mean, you said you've always loved books and, you know, you were kind of a book nerd, but when was it that you really felt like, I, this is what I want to do, I want to, I want to write. When did you have that revelation?
1: Um, so, I mean, way back to when I was a little
0: girl, I wanted to be a writer. Oh, um, Wow
1: like we had these big bookshelves in our family room and i just remember like walking past them and like running my fingers over the spines mm. and we had some great like distant relative like great aunt twice removed or something who had written a <laughs> um had written novels for um like sixth and seventh graders they were all about sports and I'm not sporty so um you would think I wouldn't read them but I read every one because I'm like oh my gosh this woman is a relative of mine and she is an author like I just thought that was saying in the world um but I didn't think I could do it um one my self-confidence was low um two it just it was such the dream to me that that to me was like saying I wanted to be on the Grammy Awards or something mm-hmm. um I know like most kids would like want to be a starting quarterback or be on the grammys or be an actress i wanted to be a writer and i thought it was untouchable yeah um so i actually have a business degree from college i have a marketing degree i did not take writing classes in college at all
0: oh wow um, yeah <laughs> um, and did you like though did you like english classes
1: oh yeah I'm mean, yeah. english was my favorite class growing up uh-huh. um, you assigned me an essay. I was happy as could be. Couldn't wait to write it. Um,
0: Give me that 45 page paper. Give it to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In college writing papers, was my jam. Like loved it. Um, But so when I was pregnant with our first child, um, my husband and I were out on a walk and um, because he asked great questions, he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) <laughs> and I mean we had a house we were married we were having our first baby like I felt pretty grown up right. we had careers like I was like <laughs> wearing a suit to work every day kind of thing um and I had never told anybody I wanted to be a writer because I just oh. thought it was so outlandish like that people would laugh at me or you know it was just such a ridiculous dream and I was like you know I always kind of wanted to be a writer it felt safe then because we, I'd already chosen a different grown-up route you know right um and he just looks at me and he's like, why don't you write? And i was like, well, because you can't just write. And yeah. I like, yeah. He's like, well, why don't you just write something? Um, which no one, like I never expected anyone to respond to me like that. He's such an encourager. Um, and then I had our daughter and I decided to stay home with her um, as opposed to go back to work. And literally, she must have been a month old. We got something in the mail from... The local university, Georgia State, had some adult like furthering education classes and they had one on creative writing and (laughs) it was being held at the Branch campus, which was honestly two minutes from our house.
0: Wow. And
1: my husband's like, you know, why don't you get out of the house? Because I was with the baby all the time because I wanted to be. But he's like, why don't you get out of the house? Why don't you do this? And I was like, God literally put that like writing class like in front of me. And Mm -hmm. I went to the class and I've been writing ever since.
0: (laughs) And that was it. Here we are. And that was
1: it. <laughs> Here we are.
0: <laughs> so, how old were you when you when you pursued that dream? Like when you started taking those classes, how old were you?
1: Um, how
0: old was I? Let's think back. Um, thirty. Yeah, I was thirty. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. So, in in let's say like worldly or cultural terms, I mean, you're in your thirties. You're married and you're a mom, and you were like you know what we're starting over <laughs> we're, we're yeah. going a new path yeah <laughs> which I love sure. I love that and I and I think I mean gosh I've been there you know but I feel like I'm k- kind of there right now honestly but it's like okay what am I doing like what am I doing with my life where are we going what direction are we headed you know and I think that right there just goes to show that you don't have to have it all figured out even by the time you become a parent you know?
1: Oh, right. For sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, our steps are ordered by the Lord. So if we're following him, that he's going to show us today, we turn left and tomorrow we jump over the bridge. And then <laughs> three weeks from now, we stay here for a long time. And then, you know, um, I, I think there's a, I think our lives can constantly change and mm-hmm. um, we don't have to be stuck to one thing. Um, also, my husband and I joke that we're retired now and that we retired at like age, 30. Um, he always wanted to be a teacher, and he was also in a big corporate job, and now he's a professor, and Aww. I always wanted to be a writer, and I had a big corporate job, and now I'm a writer. We're like, why wait until we're retired? So many people say, you know, oh, when I retire is when I want to write that book, or when I retire, I want to teach that class.
0: Mm-hmm. But why wait?
1: Like, what? Why? Why would we wait?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Just go after it. So you, you took this class, this creative writing class, and what was, what did that, like, start in you i mean how how did you get to to say like okay here i am i'm writing my first book
1: yeah (laughs) that's good um the the class had written like 25 books and um he also worked at barnes and noble because he like flat out told us he's like you're not gonna like make a fortune doing this um but (laughs) if this is in you like then then do it And he talked about how so many people told him because he was a writer that they wanted to be a writer. And so many people said, well, oh, I started writing something, but it's in my desk drawer. And um, he said he knew so few people who had actually finished a manuscript and then so many fewer who had actually tried to submit it somewhere. Mm, And I was like, hey, like, if that's the secret is finishing it and turning it in like, I am that girl, I can do that, like, I can finish it, I love to write, I'm nerdy, I love assignments, like, this is fine, um, and, and I can send it out, um, and that class, or that class, um, I just wasn't scared to do that, and started writing stuff, and, um, my husband bought me a couple like writers magazines. This was a while ago, so like there were like people bought paper magazines, um, and <laughs> as opposed to just reading things online. <laughs> and um,
0: where where you have to actually like, turn like, the pages? <laughs> exactly,
1: it's crazy, crazy. Um, one of them might have just been called like writing, um, and in the back of it there was a call for stories, and it was. Um, devotional very much like a chick, chicken soup for this whole kind of thing called Aww. God Allows U-Turns. And I submitted a short story and it got accepted because <sighs> I think God just needed to let me know I could do it. Yeah. Um or that I would give up. You know, I would have been like, see, is you know, but he accepted this short story and as a result of that I that God Allows U turns brand like put out several other books and I submitted stories to their some of their other books and then I got the confidence to, like, submit some stuff to Chicken Soup for the Soul, and it got accepted.
0: And, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, yeah,
1: God is so sweet. So it just kind of started with that, like, just taking some little stories, some things that had happened to me, and um, things I had learned from them, lessons God had taught me. And, um, yeah, and God is good, and he is faithful.
0: Yeah. And so what was um, what was it like for you to – have a have an actual like your first book like what was that experience like
1: uh it was incredible so in my first three books actually technically should not have happened i didn't have an agent i didn't have a website um i just wrote a novel <laughs> um several <laughs> of my growing up one in high school one in college and then one of the young moms that I was hanging out with had all suffered from eating disorders and it was really heavy on me mm-hmm. um so my first novel is actually called skinny excuse me <clears throat> oh, my first novel is actually called skinny and it's about a high school girl with an eating disorder mm-hmm. um for me it was just a way to kind of express some of the things I wanted to share with them about how loved they were these women in my life yeah um and um it was a hot topic. And so Nav Press, who's is this fabulous Christian publisher out of Colorado, um, published it, gave me an offer on it and then gave me an offer on 2 follow up books, um, in that series. So it was such a gift from God and oh, something that wow. shouldn't have happened. And if you try to tell someone how you should go about getting your book published, um, there's no one, you couldn't follow that model and have it happen. It was just all gift from God. Yeah. Um, but then um then reality of writing kicked in and that press stopped doing fiction and um my editor who was fabulous was like uh Laura, it's probably time to find an agent and you're gonna have to start you know trying to find other places to publish because we're not doing that anymore and then i went into a really dark writing period about five years where i didn't get anything published mm-hmm. um i didn't get responses from agents um, I was trying to do all the things they tell you to do, you know, attend writing conferences and network and just keep writing stuff and just submitting stuff. And I did and I did and I did and just crickets everywhere. And yeah. um, um, I believe one that God gave me those initial successes so I wouldn't give up in that dark time, um it was a reminder that he did want me to write and that he could use my writing for good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also know that he grew me so much in that time. Yeah. I mean, um, he, my writing is much better <laughs> as a result of writing for five <laughs> years. Um, it's a lot of practice. Yeah. Um, my, my trust in him is so much better um, because I had to trust in him all the time. I was There were days when I was crying and like, God, do you really want me to do this? Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like you want me to do this. And whenever I was literally about to quit, I would just get a random email from someone who had read one of my blogs. And I was like, oh, okay, God, thank you. Like, he just gave me, you know, manna from heaven, exactly what I needed, no more, no less, um, to get me through. So I guess also anyone who is listening who has a dream, who it's taken a long time, um, where it's not it's not coming easily. Like that is good. If he keeps giving you encouragement, then you got to trust in him.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I, I think that's, gosh, that's so key. And thank you for sharing that because it's, you know, when we go through those little slumps and things like that, I love that. I call them winks from God. It's like mm-hmm. just a little wink. That's like, Hey, I see you. Like I got you I, again. Like I'm, I'm still here, you know? Um, Absolutely. that can just carry us through you know and, until the next and I, I love that and I think can you can you just kind of speak into the myth of or I don't know this is this is kind of what I feel I mean, obviously you're immersed in the writing community so you you may hear different things but it's like I I feel like the culture kind of has this view of like in order to be a writer you have to be like J.K. Rowling you know what I mean like who is, right. I mean, created an entire universe off of Harry Potter. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, you're you're a writer? And it seems like my, I don't know why my mind just goes to her and goes to Harry Potter. But it's like, well, wait, she's like the rarity of writing. Oh, you know what I mean? For like, sure she
1: is. For sure she is.
0: And I think, you know, when you, when you kind of look at that, like, well, I'll never be like her. I'll never write books like Harry Potter or, you know, like this. Can you just kind of speak to, to that? myth of like that that's what writing is is uh, you have a yeah. whole world at Universal Studios
1: <laughs> yeah for sure well first of all like um uh, God created JK Rowling to write the stuff he put on her heart mm-hmm. and whether you know whether she knows him or not I honestly don't know um, but she is a creative genius and created beautiful tales that have captured the hearts of you know millions of people mm-hmm. but he puts stuff on Leanne's heart that he wants you to tell people through your podcasts. He puts stuff on my heart that only I can tell because I'm the only person who has my story right. and my perspective and the lessons yes. that he's taught me personally um, are for me to share. So, First of all, we're all supposed to write what God's put on our heart. Like It would be ridiculous for me to try to create a fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I loved reading fantasy growing up, but that would be ridiculous for me to try to do that's not how God is equipped me. Um, but also, um, for those five years where I was, um, not having any what would call worldly or commercial success, God kept saying like, you have to keep writing for me. He's like, who are you writing for?
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, Oh, for you, of course. He's like, really? Mm Because it seems like it only counts if someone else wants it. Yeah. I'm
0: like, um, Oh, God calls
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) if that tells us to do something like that's for him and for him to figure out how it needs to work now does that mean we can just like not write anything if he calls us to write and be like okay I need you to like have editors from New York knocking on my door asking me for stuff no of course not um but that whole time those five years I wrote a blog every week Mm, and yeah every week I practiced writing and I put words out there um, anybody can create a blog. Websites are free. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write whatever you're passionate about, plants or parenting or, you know, um, cooking or accounting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write whatever you are passionate about and you can start your own blog. Um, yeah. There are so many ways to use the gift of words um, to share with others.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love just, yeah, just write something. Just write something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, can you can you kind of talk about maybe some, you know, I know you said in those five years where it was kind of that dark time of writing and your trust in God was strengthened and, you know, he would keep giving you, like you said, manna, just what you needed, what you needed. Um, but what are some, like, I guess, lessons or how did you see God really move in that time, you know, and, and come out on the other side, you know, and it's, I don't know, I feel like hindsight's always, you're, you look back and you're like, Oh, that's That's what what you were were doing. doing." (laughs) Um, But but could you just kind of speak to like, you know, maybe some discouragements you felt um, along the way and, and kind of how God just showed up and alongside you and was like, Hey girl, I got you. Yeah, for sure.
1: No, I, I questioned my ability to write because nobody wanted it. I felt like, so could I even write, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like, I feel like, um, God having a couple people just sending emails saying they'd read one of my books or that they had read one of my blogs and that it meant something to them, that it mattered, um, was just the encouragement. Like, okay, this meant something to somebody. Um, he also put some really special people in my life. Um, the woman who was the freelance editor on, those first three novels and I became really, really close friends. She's one of my very best friends to this day. Mm. And through that whole time, she was the person who kept saying, hey, like, um, she lives in Nashville where Christian publishing is like where all the Christian publishing action is going down. She'd be like, come visit me. She's like, I can connect you to this person. We can have lunch with this person. She kept showing me that she thought my writing was worthy and she had edited three of my books. And, um, because she was willing to introduce me to people because she was willing to encourage me because she was willing to connect me with people. Um, again, with God saying, Hey, you're, you're on the right track. I have plans for you. Your writing matters, even when it felt like it didn't. So I think sometimes it's God sending an email to you. Um, sometimes it's, him putting the right people around you my husband was super encouraging the whole time he kept saying to me like why are you writing you know what why does it matter how many people read it he's like what if it changed one girl's heart
0: yeah he's like would it
1: be worth it i'm like well yeah of course he's like okay so write your blog this week and help one person reads it Mm. the right person yeah and i was like okay so again god'll put good people around you Um, yes hubby for the
0: win hubby for the the win (laughs) Prince
1: Charming, for sure. Um, And honestly, in my Bible, um, reading through Galatians and Ephesians, and there's all these passages where Paul is saying, I was the least equipped, but God gave me what I needed. I come to you not in my authority, but in God's authority. Um, My goal is just to share the gospel. And I was just reading those passages, and it was like, like God highlighted them, they call it Rima, when something like um, Mm -hmm. in your Bible, like actually kind of lights up for you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh, I'm the least equipped, but God is equipping me. And I don't need to like be JK Rowling to write for him. Um, and my goal is just to share the gospel, like whatever that I can do that in a blog. And uh, you know, however many people are reading it, that many people heard something good about God this week. And, um, and Paul often says, like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. This is not comparisons. I'm not comparing myself to that person or that person because there were a lot of preachers at the time, right? And um, he was like, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to how they're preaching or how they're sharing these stories about that. Like, I'm just supposed to share what I'm supposed to share. And just, goodness, God used those letters from Paul for me in such an inspiring way. They are, like, basically all highlighted up in my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think through scripture as well.
0: yes. Oh, I love it. I love that God can speak, and he speaks to us in all different ways, you know. And I always think it's so beautiful how he communicates to each of our hearts and our spirits. Um, Did you, so, I mean, you said when you took that creative writing class, you were a brand new mom. First time, Mm -hmm. brand new mom. So over the course of the years, you know, as you had more babies and you were still really pursuing this writing thing, what was that like for you to kind of balance mom life Rider life, all of that together?
1: Yeah, no, that's a super fair question. Um, For me at that time, I also really felt like my biggest priority was to be a mama. And that's different for everybody, you know, depending on what God puts in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not saying that everyone, to everyone, that that has to be where they spend the majority majority of their hours. But for me, I knew it was. Um, So I would right when the kids were napping I just laid them all down at the same time every day and even like the oldest one we just called it quiet time um so even if you weren't napping like you you could read quietly in your room or play with your pirates quietly in your room but there was (laughs) an hour and a half every day where everyone was taking quiet time in our house and mine was writing um when possible and I would also hire a babysitter one um morning a week and that was just this, again, my husband really supported me in doing that, Mm -hmm. and we live in a college town, so there were a ton of college girls who would have babysat for us for free. They just, like, wanted to be around little kids, (laughs) Um, and I would go write for three hours while that babysitter would play with my kids and just be awesome with them, Mm -hmm. Um, so those were ways. I certainly wasn't writing, you know, 40 hours a week, any full-time kind of schedule, but it didn't have to be. I was just consistently writing, yeah, which is really important. So um, I was doing it consistently, even if it was for, a, say, out if quiet time was an hour and a half every day, say I spent an hour of that writing most weekdays and I had that one morning a week, um, then I was consistently in the stories, in the words, um, get, getting done what made sense at that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you you know as you've as you've walked this road, you you mentioned earlier that you're also a speaker. So what is that like for you?
1: Um, so really, to me, speaking is the same as writing. It's sharing stories about how Jesus is alive and working in our lives, how relevant he is to us today, and using Scripture to back that up. But um, as far as juggling that again to me that was when it made sense with our family um when my husband could watch the kids um Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) local speaking events made more sense certainly when they were younger than traveling so um speaking has been always been something that I've done and that I've loved and I feel God calls me to do like I I feel him with me on stage and speaking through me um which is a gift because it's Certainly, again, it doesn't depend on me. It depends on him, and it's all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the juggling of it was, has always been a matter of, you know, I'm not going to miss a graduation or um, yes something big for a speaking event. And yeah. that's just how – that's just what my priorities are. And, again, God speaks to all of us on what um, is most important and what he calls us to
0: most. But mm-hmm.
1: to me, my family has been the biggest call on my heart.
0: Yeah. I love it. And so what kind of, you know, now that your kids are, are more grown, you, you have two in high school, is that right? One's about to graduate?
1: Correct. Two in high school and then one in college. And one is a grown-up.
0: Crazy. A grown-up grown-up. I know.
1: It's so crazy. <laughs>
0: um, so, you know, now that your kids are a little bit older and, and some are, you know, into adulthood, um, what kind of speaking engagements do you do now?
1: Yeah, um it's been kind of crazy because um covid really wiped out speaking engagements yeah. for about 2 years. So, yeah. I'll um I'll let you know when um <laughs> <laughs> things start being normal again. Um yeah. So, I mean, I have spoken to everything, to conferences with thousands of people there, to, um, you know, women's events at churches. And mm-hmm. it's always just been kind of something that as God sends them, I pray over them before I ever respond to anyone and yes. then evaluate mm-hmm. accordingly. But COVID really changed that because no one was gathering in crowds.
0: hmm Yeah. I, what I hear consistently through you talking is that you know, before you make a move on anything, you're prayerful about it and you really spend time hearing from the Lord. And is like you said, like, okay, today we're turning right and tomorrow we're jumping over the bridge. And, you know, um, and I think that just, that's so beautiful to hear you say, but also just speaks to your character and your integrity and your heart and that you're so um, diligent in, in everything that you do and is, okay, Lord, is this where you want me to walk? Is that dir- the direction you want me to turn? And, um, gosh, I, I, I need to be more like you. I, I'm like getting convicted listening to you talk. I'm like, oh yeah, I, sh- I need to do that. I need to do that.
1: Um, I wish I could say that did it every time anything came across, but the truth is this. I spent my high school and college years making all my own decisions and not consulting Jesus for any of them. Mm-hmm and turns out that doesn't go very well. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of not just bad things that can happen, but a lot of pain and a lot of regret and a lot of unhappiness. And I guess I've just learned that when I ask him things go a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> um, he always knows what's best even Agreed. when I don't. Um and I'm so grateful that he knows even when I don't what's best and um I guess I've just learned, yeah, really, that um, when we trust Him, things are always better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always smoother. Um, that doesn't mean they're perfect, and we won't have bad things happen to us, but it just means that um, they'll just. When we're going with Him, then we're going with the flow, and we're going with what's right and what's true. And um, so, yeah, it's it's better. Psalm 31 says, "But I trust in You, Lord." I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and
1: that's when we walk like that. Um, life is always better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about your upcoming book that releases in July, right?
1: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So tell us yes, a little bit okay. about that. Um, it's called restore my soul, which is a line out of Psalm 23, which is my favorite song. Um, and its subtitle is The Power and Promise of 30 Psalms. And it takes, each chapter is a different psalm, and it talks about, um, there's usually a personal story of mine and how that psalm is so relevant today, and then it talks through how that psalm is also supported elsewhere in Scripture because um, mm-hmm. it's interesting, they all are, they're all... Yeah. Um, Shown somewhere else as well. And then there's like a short devotional at the end of each chapter with a couple of questions. So it can be done for like a group Bible study, or you can do it on your own or Love um, it. you can do it however you want. Um, but the songs are so amazing because they're prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're actually songs. So they're worship songs that are prayers that were written um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but because they are real people going through real things, they are so true for all of us. So there are, psalms of praise and psalms of anguish and psalms of fear and psalms of joy and the psalmists took all those emotions to God they didn't hold back like Mm -hmm. um you know some of them are like you know where are you God and like how long shall I wait for you God and like my enemies are all around me terror on every side you Mm -hmm. know but um the psalmists weren't afraid to go to God with that but then you hear again and again like even in those psalms but I will trust in you yes and, but my god you are faithful and your love is everlasting yes. and um, I think it just shows you and me and everybody that um, God wants us to be honest with Him, and he sees us in our pain and in our joy and he wants us to just talk to him like a friend about all of it the good and the bad and the ugly and the great and yeah. um, when we do he will show us his faithfulness he will show us his love and his grace Um, He promises to hem us in from left to right and front and back. And he promises to be our rock that we can stand on. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Psalms show us all of that, that he'll be our night watchman, that he's our creator, like um, that he fills the world with beauty for us to enjoy. And I think just reading through the Psalms um, just reminds us of of God's character and his faithfulness
0: to us. Yes. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm sitting down, I'm enclosed by a table over my lap with this microphone that is my husband's, but I'm like, I seriously like, and I want to stand up and just like clap, you know, I just want to be like, (laughs) yeah, just, just keep going, girl, just keep going. Um, it's so beautiful. So what, what inspired this, you know, with the, with the Psalms? I mean, I know you said you love the Psalms, but, um, what inspired this particular, uh, book?
1: Yeah. Um, so my last book that released was called How Sweet the Sound. Mm-hmm. And it was The Power and Promise of 30 Hymns. And I um, walked through some of the old classic hymns and how relevant they are to us today. And it was the same exact format with the hymns and how they really to to scripture and um, how relevant they are to our lives, um, these just declarations of truth. And um, my publisher and I were like, you know, that was such a cool format to write about to take these songs that so many people know and show yeah. how those biblical truths still are relevant for our lives that we wanted to put together something similar that made sense as kind of a follow-up book and um the songs are hymns yeah you know they're just the hymns of Moses and David and some unnamed authors and um so it just seemed like such a great um a great follow-up and um the Psalms are also just, you know, they're just great prayers. Like when you don't mm-hmm. have words to pray, yeah, um, you can open up and you can pray a Psalm. So I think that's really great for people to be reminded of that and kind of have them at their fingertips as a resource. Like I don't have words or, or my kid doesn't have words to pray, yes. but you can teach them Psalm 23, like, um, which just that Psalm alone is like, that the Lord is our shepherd, like someone's taking care of us Yeah, and, you know, He'll lead us to still waters, like, he wants us to find those peaceful places and he'll make us lay down in green pastures because we won't do it on our own you know it's like um, when enemies are around us he's gonna still prepare a feast for us and um he's gonna make our cups run us over so he's a god of abundance Mm -hmm. like literally just learning one psalm can teach us so much about the attributes of God and can be such great prayers if we pray on or meditate on any of those lines. Um, if we share, like I said, any of those with our kids, like for them to learn about who that is. Yeah. You know, I just think the Psalms are pretty special.
0: Oh, they are. And and so beautiful. And like you said, so every range of emotion in the Psalms, you know, from from joy and, and laughter and shouting to anguish and discouragement and what the heck (laughs) you know it's just like and everything in between and um yeah they're they're so beautiful well I'm really excited about that um I can't wait for when that comes out I'm definitely gonna have to get me a copy and I love that you too that you formatted it to where you could do it like with a group or just kind of study on your own um kind of makes it versatile in that way and I, I that's the hope yeah yeah I really like that I'm excited about that well, Laura, I am just so thrilled. I, I've i really enjoyed this conversation with you and just getting to know you. And I hope that one day we will actually get to meet in person. And I just, I feel like if that day ever does come where we do get to meet, I don't know. I just feel like we're going to, uh, like, embrace in this big hug, but also be like, oh, well, I've known you for, like, forever. <laughs> Because I
1: no, for sure, just as you were just saying, that like if we ever get to meet in person, the <clears throat> image in my mind with us have just given each other a big hug, yes, yeah. yeah, so we are sisters in Christ,
0: yes, and I just the beauty of technology these days, you know, that we can, you know, and I know we're friends on um social media too, but like that we can do stuff like this and and podcast over the phone and talk on Instagram and stuff, you know, and um, I just think again, it just reflects back to God and his heart for for us to have community in him, but that, you know, one friend put us together and here we are, you know, and, and even, and I will, I will say you, you've been such an encouragement to me too, because you know, right when we, when we moved up here to Boston, um, because you, I remember a conversation, I was in the parking lot of Chipotle. I remember, um, you and I talked on the phone and, my husband and I and our son were living in a hotel at the time. I remember. Oh, my gosh. And because we just could not find a place to live up here. And I, I'm i pretty sure, like, I mean, I know I told you just about, like, we're living in a hotel and it's very stressful. And I think I cried almost every day in that month. But we got off the phone and you were just so encouraged. Like, I just remember you being so encouraging from my heart. You sent me text messages. And you were like, I'm just praying that y'all find the right place. Um, you've you sent me several emails of like, hey, here's some uh, great connections in the writing community. Like, hey, here's a tip on this. Like, hey, here's you know, I mean, you, I was just like, who is this person? Like we like we've talked one time, and but you were just so kind. Like you were so kind for for my soul, and I, you know, and I was in a new place and. Obviously, I'm a first-time mom, and I just remember being on the phone with you, and you were you were just so life-giving to me. And I just I don't know that I've ever actually told you thank you for that. So I want to say thank you. Um, and even like oh, when so like when I told you we got a place, I was like, oh my gosh, we're out of the hotel. We got a place to live, and you were like, yes. You know, like, <laughs> You were like, finally. Um, but yeah, you you have just been, you're just so, so kind. And um, you've just been such an encouragement for me and, and my soul as well. And so I know if we've only talked a handful of times and you've been that encouraging for me, then I can only imagine, you know, what you do for your personal community and the world out there. So Um, Thank you for just, like I said, just being you and just saying, hey, Lord, where are we going today? This way? Okay, cool. And just following him. (laughs) And um, again, I think that just speaks to your heart and your character. So thank you for just coming on the the podcast today and sharing your story. And um, we'll definitely add in the the episode notes. um, We'll link your website because you have a website, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And your social media so people can find you and order that book when it comes out and um, we just want to rally around you and support you because you're a get up girl now. So, <laughs> now I am. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you for all the kind words. I just feel so honored to be, to be
1: on the show and to God introduced us.
0: Yes, I love it. Okay, well, we're going to wrap up. Um, we got some fun questions here that we do uh, every episode. We always ask some fun questions at the end. So, the first one is What are three things in your life that you do every day?
1: Okay. So every day I read my Bible, have to,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, yeah. Um, I exercise every day. It makes my body feel better. Even if that's a 15 minute yoga class or just a walk around the neighborhood, just, um, it's actually a little good for my mental and physical health. Yeah. Um, and every day I eat chocolate cause that is also very good for my mental that and is also... <laughs> health. <so.
0: laughs> okay. This is a very important question. Are you dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, dark, dark. Really?
1: Yeah, like ninety percent cocoa would be the best. Wow, like dark, dark. Yeah,
0: that's your. That's like sure. a. That's like a coffee drinker who like does the darkest roast with no cream or sugar. That's so you're I like do for drink real. The
1: darkest roast, but I put chocolate in my coffee. Of course. Are you? See-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I should do. Yeah,
1: it's a of a mocha, you know. But yes,
0: I always have chocolate in my coffees. Oh my gosh, I love it. So what do you, do you pair anything with your dark chocolate? Because I have tried to get into dark chocolate and I just can't get there. I can't do it.
1: No, I like it straight up. But I think. You're a real I woman. Think you, I think you either have milk chocolate taste buds or dark chocolate taste buds. I just think it's a thing. Oh, like, yeah. My, my husband is milk chocolate. I'm dark chocolate. Like that's just. Yeah. I think that's just how bad made our taste buds. So. Yeah. Maybe they're, so. There's are for all of us in this world. <laughs>
0: true. True. So I have, a, I have a funny story about chocolate. Um, so I'm. I'm really not, like, a sweets person. Um, I'm more of, like, the salty, you know, Mm -hmm. chips and breads and whatever. But anyway, so, you know, when you're pregnant, you, you hear all these crazy stories about, like, pregnancy cravings and, like, weird things that pregnant women crave or whatever. Mine was Nutella. Chocolate. And it was so bizarre because I'm not I'm not a chocolate person. I d I don't like extra chocolate chips in my chocolate chip cookie. I don't like chocolate chips in my pancakes. I'm just I'm not a chocolate person. And I would I would go get the jars of Nutella. I started off with the the little small the smallest size. By the end of my pregnancy, I was on, this is embarrassing, I was on the largest Bottle of Nutella, like I had sized up super, it. like super sized me. I love it, I love it. <laughs> and I was eating Nutella by the day, just at, dip a spoon and eating it. And that's awesome. It, you know, at first I didn't really think a thing of it, and my husband really didn't either. And then a couple months in, Philip, my husband, was like, I think this is your pregnancy craving. And he was like, because you don't really even like chocolate. And I've never, ever seen you eat sweets like this. And it was just Nutella. It was, that was it. I just wanted Nutella all day, every day. And I think my husband was so worried I was going to get, um, like gestational diabetes because I was just eating <laughs> like by the spoonfuls, Laura. Like, and the second Lincoln came earth side, like I can't even look at a jar of Nutella without feeling ill. I'm like, oh, my, oh my God, gosh, I never, like, I never want to really see funny. Nutella again. <laughs> that's super funny. So that, yeah, that was my weird pregnancy craving was chocolate. It was specifically Nutella chocolate.
1: Specifically Nutella. Yeah. Which, by the way, is delicious with bananas. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. A Nutella I, banana crepe is, like,
0: mm, mm, so good. Magical, yeah.
1: Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Um, so that's really, that's, yeah, that's my only chocolate that I can, um, that connect with you on there, but okay so you you read your bible every day you exercise you get moving every day and then you eat chocolate i love it yes ma'am um okay so next question who has influenced you in your life and why
1: so definitely my husband and i mean our conversation today just like illustrated some of the yes. ways um god used my husband to point me back to the lord um which is such a cool thing that god did my husband is such an encourager he's got me writing he's, he's kept me writing, um, he's just a man of integrity. Um, yeah, he loves me so well and mm. yeah, I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And I love good men like that, you know, that are uh-huh. just like, Yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, it. thank you, Lord. Um what what are you I mean, well <laughs> I this could be a dangerous question, you know, since you're a writer um but what are you what are you reading right now or maybe something that you've you've read in the past that has really impacted your life
1: yeah no I mean I, I clearly I love books and I read all the time but I just finished reading um The Stranger in I guess The Stranger in the Lifeboat by Mitch Albom it's his new book oh my gosh it was so good I read it in two days oh wow um, it's such a quick easy read first of all it's short um but it's just all conversational and it is such a beautiful allegory for how Jesus never ever leaves us. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was just, it's, it's fantastic. Everyone should go read it and see how faithful our
0: God is. So love it. uh,
1: That is my book wreck.
0: Okay. That, all right. We're going to add that. We'll definitely, and we'll put that one in the episode notes too, but I'll have to write that one down.
1: Okay, yeah, it's so good. Yes. I just got it from the library. I mean, like, and read it in two days, so it's just, and now I want everyone to read it so I can talk to them about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we can have a follow-up conversation. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. Um,
0: okay, and our last question, what is something about you that would surprise people?
1: Um, I think something about me that would surprise people is that I'm actually an introvert. Um, okay. I think one-on-one, I love to talk to people, and I love to talk to people about Jesus. If you get me talking about books or Jesus or the Bible, like, I can talk your ear off. But you put me in a crowd of 10, and I am terrified. Um, I can also speak on a stage to 5,000 people and not care at all. Um, But, um, (laughs) like, sidelines of one of my kids' sporting events, um, a Bible study of women I don't know, um, a... Um, cook out at someone's house like I am the most awkward like yeah really just standing there not knowing what to do with myself
0: so that's fantastic (laughs) and how yeah it's funny like that yeah you, you do conferences and you know you speak and you write and it's kind of like you know even in writing I mean that it's it's a form of of public speaking I mean you're putting your your thoughts and your heart on pages and then putting it out in the world you know, and but then you like get you around a campfire and you're, and you're like, nothing. No sitting
1: there by myself.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. yeah, that that definitely that does surprise me about you and you know just how easily it is to have a conversation with you like you're you're so easy to talk to and the conversation just flows. it's not it's not hard to talk to you. you don't you don't have to like pull things out of you, you know. so to hear that you're naturally an introvert, that does surprise me. So We're
1: also talking about all my favorite subjects today, so it's
0: easier. <laughs> Books, yeah. Jesus, chocolate, all the things. <laughs> yeah, you got it,
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Laura, thank you again just for taking time out of your day and um, hanging out with us and just sharing your heart. And we, uh, we can't wait to see, you know, what you do next and how you make big waves.
1: Well, hopefully they'll all be for the Lord because it's all about Him. And thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right, friends, there you have it, Miss Laura Smith. Isn't she awesome? Like, don't you just feel so at peace? And, like, do you just feel like you can breathe after listening to her? I do. I don't know. I hope you do, too. But... Hey, make sure you check out the episode notes so you can find Laura on social media. We're going to have her website linked there and also the link to her newest book that releases July 5th, 2022, so make sure you get a copy of that. And also check out the other books that she's written. Y'all, everything that she puts a pin to flourishes, so I promise you, your heart will not be disappointed. So make sure you check out the episode notes for how to get connected with her. Y'all have a wonderful week ahead and make sure you come back next time for more great conversations. We love y'all.